Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. I am super excited to have Andrea Anderson with us today. Andrea's a coach, and I'm going to just actually, Andrea, I'm so grateful to have you here today. I would love for you to just share a little about who is Andrea, tell us a little bit about yourself, and what is your passion? How has God called you to serve women? Yeah, well, I'll start with the personal stuff uh, first. So I am originally from Canada, but we were moved down to the Cleveland, Ohio area back in the late 80s. I also spent some time over in England when I was in high school, went to Canada College and then came back to the Cleveland area and got my first real job. I met my husband here and it's kind of like the rest is history. We're still here in the Cleveland area. We have four kids, one girl and three boys. And how I came to coaching is after, after I had my second child, I knew that instead of doing freelance, I'd been in the marketing communications space before, and I knew that wasn't what I was passionate about. So I started an organizing business with a friend and was sensing there was something more that was going on for people than like, they just didn't know how to organize their stuff. And so in a time of prayer, and asking God, like, how do I really help people? You know, not just give them Band-Aid solutions. He gave me the phrase life coach. And that was almost 17 years ago now. And so I knew, I knew that I knew he had called me to coaching, but had a lot of detours along the way until a few years ago when I finally stepped into what I knew he had called me to do. And what that looked like for me at the time was I chose health coaching because I had had a health transformation. Um, but I wasn't seeing the results in the business that you know we all hope for as entrepreneurs. And last year, he used a really painful circumstance, business-related, to really open my eyes to the fact that I had put myself in the driver's seat all along in my business. That even though I knew I was called to coaching, I hadn't stopped and actually asked God for his opinion on what that was meant to look like. And can you? Can I say that um, how many of us do that, right? We're like, let's go, go, go. Oh God, yeah. Did you want me to do that? <laughs> right? It's so easy when you're when you're a very driven person, right? Like doing things, being a doer, doing comes so naturally. And I've noticed for myself as well as for others that I work with that we get an idea and we're excited and we're like, yes. And we just, yeah, like we just run with it. And suddenly we like, look back and we're like, God, where are you? He's like, uh, I could ask you the same question. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I really didn't tell you to do that, but I'm going to bless you even in your ignorance. But, um, yeah. Um, how about we do it my way now? <laughs> yeah. Or he's like, okay, are you ready? Are you ready to like finally hear what I, so anyway, so that took me at the beginning of this year, I knew I'm like, okay, I need to actually seek the Lord on what, what this business is meant to look like. And so pretty quickly, he's like, you're, he said to me, like, your favor is actually in business coaching. Um, and I was like, okay. And then like, okay, well, specifically what, right? Because as a business coach, you can go in a number of different directions and just at, in doing some reflection, um, realize like taking it's like the be the beauty from the ashes, taking all the ashes from all the things that I had not done or um, and not listen to him on is to be able to really help other Christian entrepreneurs with that and really looking at like let's get rid of what's not working in your business and so sometimes that can be business strategies 
But sometimes, and, and most often, it's what's not working when it comes to our perception of God or ourselves, like the mind, what's not working in our mindset or our, our spiritual life, um, and applying, getting that sorted out so then we can get clear on the business that God actually has for us and the way that he's inviting us to do it. Oh, I love that. I, I cannot tell you how often... I talk to entrepreneurs and to um, Christian women, strong Christian women who are still struggling with mindset. Like that's my passion. Like what does God say about me? And what is the enemy constantly trying to put lies in our heads? And it's the value, it's the performance and feeling like it's not good enough constantly. And so I love that because I think it's so important that women have a coach. Every coach, even coaches, we all need a coach that will help us keep that focus, that mindset and all of that. So I think what you're doing is invaluable. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, it's exciting about it. And really, I, I mean, what I tell my clients and I tell others all the time is the position that God has, has me in as a coach is, is getting a front seat to really seeing his work because I know when I'm in a session with a client and things come up that I wouldn't know is there even my client doesn't recognize I'm like, Oh, but the Lord know it, knew it. The Holy spirit knew like that needed to come out. And it's just a beautiful way to give him all the glory um, and see, see the work that he's doing, which I'm sure you see too, right. When, especially in the mindset and having your clients get those light bulb moments, things that they didn't even realize were there and God use you. He uses me to, to draw those out, which is amazing. I love that. And you were talking about one of your favorite things to talk about. I would love for you to share a little bit about what that is and how it's been an amazing impact for your clients. Yeah. Um, so in the asking the Lord about the business um, that he would have for me, so the, the program that he had me recreate was the business detox. And I was kind of laughing. I'm like, oh, it's still like, again, that beauty from ashes, like hybrid from uh, a bridge from health coaching to business coaching. And just like we understand a detox in the health space, which is we, you know, we accumulate things in our bodies that really aren't meant to be there. And it holds us down. It holds us back, you know, from having the energy and the health that we want. The same thing is in our business is that what I've noticed for myself and again, other entrepreneurs I talk to is like, there are thousands of ways, right. To grow our business. And it's so easy to hear about, you know, do this strategy or, or, you know, this week as we're talking or really at the end of last week, Instagram just launched their newest piece threads, um, as part of their platform. And, there was a hot minute where I was like, oh, I need to jump on threads. Like, it's another thing, like get the audience, you know, this is how you can grow success. And then I took a step back and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not even on Twitter and threads is pretty much Insta's answer to Twitter. Like, why am I jumping on that train? And it's so easy to get swept up in, in things that it looks like people are having success at, or they're saying you need to do this in your business with again, out taking a step back and saying, Lord, like, is this what you have for me? Is this really aligned to how you created me? Is this aligned with the people that you are having me connect with um, who will become my clients or customers? And then there's also, again, going back to that doer and driven personality that I tend to work with. It's so easy for us to do, do, do that 
we just keep adding to our to-do list, not only our business to-do list, but also our personal to-do list as well. And so suddenly we end up at a place where there is just stress and overwhelm and this heaviness and we can't possibly go to the level that God is calling us to, to go higher if we're weighed, weighed down physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally with all this baggage <laughs> that we've that we've chosen to put on ourselves. So that's really the heart about what I do is helping entrepreneurs to identify what that baggage is and release it and then really focus in on strategies and habits that are actually aligned and bring that lightness and freedom to their work. I love that. You know, I I do a lot of research on the brain and on um, stress and um, I'm actually uh, working with Dr. Cialdini as um, to teach his courses as well. And he talks about you know, influence in all these different scientific studies. I'm, I'm a nerd that way with it as an RN. And one of the things that hit me really profoundly recently is that in one of the research studies, 21 million people in the U.S. are depressed. 83% are stressed out. 83% of the people in this research study said that they were stressed out. And I thought, why are we so stressed out? Well, we put so much of it on ourselves and as entrepreneurs, even more so, right? Because we think we have to do it all and we don't really have to do it all. And I love that what you said, like releasing it to God and doing the things that he really specifically tells us to do Yes, you're building business and there's practical things you have to do. But a lot of times it's putting, we put all this stuff on ourselves and it's like, it's not going anywhere. And you're like, well, just like you said, did you stop and ask the Lord? And I think sometimes we like compartmentalize. Here's the Lord with our lives and here's the Lord with business. Well, when we put them together and we actually ask them step by step during the day, well, Lord, what do you think about this? Well, Lord, what do you think about that? Suddenly you have all these great ideas that you would have never had before. It's, it's interesting how we do that. So, yeah. It is. I think part of the, the challenge that I see in doers too, is there's this fear that if we're not doing all the things that somehow we equate it with slacking. So I have this continuum. It's like you have slacking on the left striving on the right, but right in the middle is where we want to be. And that's stewarding, right? So we're not, we're not being lazy about it. We're not saying, oh, I'm not doing that, but neither are we stepping into putting it all on ourselves. And, um, I, God always brings to mind the verse like that, you know, come the come to me verse, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's like, I'm going to do it with you instead of you trying to pull the the uh, the plow on your own behind you and exhaust yourself in the process. I love that. I love that. Well, on every podcast, we try to give some value. And I think, Andrea, you've already given us some great, great, great points. Um, I think if every entrepreneur listens to that, they can have a lot better outcomes themselves. I would love to know, as you perceive, one of the things you said was that, you know, you tried different things and didn't have the greatest outcomes. Share something that um, was like your greatest struggle that you actually um, have learned the most from. Because I think oftentimes we learn more from those difficult moments than we do from the successes. 
Yeah, that's really good. Um, and actually, I would say there's a fresh one. So I I constantly get ideas downloaded to me. And I've struggled with thinking that I have to run with every idea that comes through my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband calls me a squirrel. I don't know why. <laughs> Or it's like, okay, I'll write that down and I'll save it for later. But really where this is going is it was, it's only been in the past couple of weeks that I realized that God kind of connected that dot for me in my mind as to why I kept having this tendency to create. So like, yes, part of it is ideas, but I realized it was also linked to my worth. And, and again, that doer mentality of equating my worth with being productive with doing and sometimes feeling like I had to, I have to prove myself to be in a space or be in a room. And it's like, oh, if I just create this thing that they're going to love, then, then I'll be allowed to play kind of thing. Um, and so anyway, that he, the fact that he highlighted that to me, first of all, has been helpful because then it's allowing me to take a step back and and be more intentional about what I'm creating and not feel like, again, every idea I have to act on or um, or even having the opportunity to ask people about ideas that come through my mind. It's like, oh, is this something that you, that you are really looking for, that you really want support around? Um, and trusting that if it is like God will highlight that, you know, several times, he's so good to get his messages across, right. Where he doesn't just say it once, he will say it as many times as we need to hear that. Um, so I would say for the listeners and viewers, if you constantly find yourself in creation mode and you have a hard time taking a step back and resting, and there's, again, it's kind of like that hamster wheel is constantly going, I would say looking at where are you putting your worth? Are you putting your worth in what you're creating? Or have you tied, have you so closely linked your identity to your business that if you're not seeing results and success in your business, you're equating that with who you are, the success of, of who you are. Um, and then refuting any of those lies with scripture, right? God is so good to give us the truth that says, no, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, just who we are, that we are created in his image. And I know these are verses we hear over and over again. So I feel like sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I know that. But it's like, do you really know that? Do you know that not in your head? Absolutely. You know it in your heart. And there's a difference between the two. So that's what he's working on with me right now. Mm, I love that. I love that because that whole performance mode, that striving mode, um, being accepted mode, you know, we did a re our retreat last year and every woman there just about was a um, either an entrepreneur or a leader in ministry. And um, they, all of them though, were strong Christian women who loved the Lord. And yet, as we're talking about those types of things that we're still holding on to, the striving, the performance, I'm not good enough, and some of that goes back to be based on their identity connected so tightly to their ministry or their business. Uh, their business wasn't doing well. Their ministry wasn't doing well. So they weren't good enough. They, it has nothing to do with that. And I do believe we have to be sure that 
when we're staying here with the Lord every day, I use those scriptures all day long. Like I have a whole little thing at home that has all these scriptures all over them. And if I get one of those thoughts for a second, I'll go back to that scripture. Nope, this is what God says I am. Because the enemy is constantly trying to do that to us and to really, let's face it, more now than ever, God wants us impacting the marketplace for him. We have a huge opportunity in the marketplace to draw people to him, to impact it for him. And if we are not so tightly secure in our own identity first, it's really hard to impact the marketplace and people draw people to him when we don't really even tie our own life and our own business to him. Or a lot of business leaders, I know they are business here and then church here. They don't bring their their faith into the marketplace at all because they're so afraid of what people will think. And I think God is calling us to step up and be bold and in our faith, in in sharing who we are and knowing who we are, right? So Amen. I love yeah. that. And yeah, if you look at with that identity piece in um in Matthew, the temptation of Jesus, the first two accusations Satan brings against Jesus is connected to his identity. If you're the son of God, do this. And so how often does he do like, oh, if you're really you know, going to grow a successful business, then you have to kind of thing accusing us. Or if you really have worth, then you will. So yeah, looking at those is so key. Oh, you went on mute. Oops. I said, those are great, great points. I love that. So what would be that? Um, I know you already gave um, something that you struggled with. What would that be for you, Andrea, uh, a point of like, what was that best piece of business advice somebody gave you that you'd want to share that? And how did you apply it? Like, what was, what did that look like for you? Because you know, you, you've been in business a while, you've had your ups, your downs. Um, what would you say to the audience of this is like the best piece of advice and I encourage you to use it? Yeah, I think it, it's more of a, a general thing that I've heard over and over again. And that has been really an encouragement, especially as I pivoted in my business um, and had to be patient with the process and remembering that business, growing a business is a long range game. Like I think another thing that we get caught up with is expecting to see results, however we define results quickly, like microwave results. And yeah. in a couple, I think from my own business coach, as well as other coaches and entrepreneurs who have been, who have learned to persevere through kind of the dead spaces, the wilderness parts, it's just hearing their encouragement. Like you just keep, have to keep going. You are going to hear way more no's than you are going to hear yeses. Like having people not get back to you is part of the process. Like instead of personalizing it and thinking that there's something wrong with you, which again goes back to that identity and worth piece, right? Is just realizing this is just, this is just how this goes. And to, to get out of our heads about it and just look at what are the activities that I need to steward each day in my business, make sure 
I'm faithful to steward what God is calling me to, and then leaving the results of that up to him. It's like, we need to own our part and leave God's part up to the, up to God. I love that. Well, you know, it, in any business model, and then especially when you're talking about direct sales, whether it's coaching or whether you're trying to sell a product, direct sales, so many people get hung up on a fear to pick up the phone, just like you said, like, and getting the, because they're scared of the nose. And someone said, and I may misquote this, but it was like, I am working hard to get my no, you know, and that whole concept of, you know what, the more you're working towards that no and knowing that you may get a no, but you're continuing, you may get 10 no's, but then you get the one yes, you know, and that's sales. But yet when people are, for whatever reason, selling in their minds themselves, especially I see it with a lot of coaches, there's this trepidation of, oh, wait, but it's about my value. And in direct sales, it can be very much like that as well. It becomes very personal. But yet if they're working at a, a corporation and they're selling the socks to the stores and the stores say, no, we don't want it, ah, it just didn't work. It's like this mindset shift that people have to get okay with the nose. Nose are not nose forever, number one, and nose are not a per. It's nothing personal. It just says to know, you know. Yeah, yes. may not be their time, right timing, right? May not be the right um, fit for them, but that's okay. It doesn't reflect on who you are. And I love that piece of advice because it's probably the number one thing I see most entrepreneurs that are especially solopreneurs, how they end up failing is because they're so afraid of that. And it is so um, hard for them to, you know, get past it. So that is. Yeah, and I can say to that, it's not even failing. It's not that they didn't fail. It's that they quit. Like they chose not to persevere. It reminds me of a quote from Wayne Gretzky, a fellow Canadian, <laughs> who's like, you are going to miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. And another thing that's helped too, if, if anyone is listening that is really struggling with the nose is think about how many times you've said no to someone. How many times have you like glossed over like those posts or the emails or whatever it is? And you're just like, nope not the right time or this isn't the right fit. And God has remind reminding me of how many times I'm saying no to others. And it's like, it's okay because there, there is a season, right? There's a season for everything. And then there are people we are meant to work with and there are people that we are not meant to work with and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think that's where the freedom comes in and it takes the pressure off. Like you said, you steward you have made such a great point. You steward the work. You do it well. You do what he calls you to do. And the rest is on him. You know, I, I love that because that that's, and I, it's interesting because recently I was talking to a, an individual and she's like, I just, I really have a hard time getting on the phone. And so I just procrastinate and then I do everything else. I work in the business <laughs> You know, and I do all this stuff, but I don't work on my business. I don't build it because I'm just, I wait because I don't like to do that. And by the time you know it, the day's gone and another day's wasted. And I don't know how to overcome it. 
And so when I started asking those questions, sure enough, it was, it was the fear. And most people, it's the fear. It's the fear of, A, what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. The rejection. So if you can overcome those fears, and really that's when you know you're rooted in the Lord, right? When you can work through those fears and getting a good coach to help you work through them. That's why we do the Masterpiece Women community. And we do the, we have our, our community, we get together once a week and we navigate through those fears. We navigate through different topics to grow. And then we also, um, you know, walk through, okay, what's your goal for the week? How are we going to implement it? How are we going to achieve it? And then next week there's accountability. And I think people that are entrepreneurs that don't have a coach are really, or at least be in some kind of group coaching setting are really missing out on having the opportunity to just realize that's normal. It's normal. We all go through it, but together and with the Lord and his strength, that just life's just so much easier. So it's a beautiful thing. So my last question to Andrea, and you've already been very authentic and I love that. So one of our key pillars of Masterpiece Women is authenticity because we want women to be more authentic and real and just share the good, the bad, the ugly, because we all grow from it. And it's so much more free. So we talked a little bit. Um, what would be that one area um, or thing that you've seen or you've experienced, or maybe it was you, where authenticity played a real important role in business that, um, that added value to someone? Okay, I'm going to take a different take on this, maybe that it's more looking at when I wasn't being authentic. And perfect. Especially um, because remember I said I had like doubts and fears. And even though I knew I was called to coaching, like I kind of there was detours. And so I avoided that calling to be a coach in the way that God had really called me. And I waited until my youngest was in kindergarten. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this business thing. And I started with a direct sales company that called their distributors coaches because I was like, well, that's kind of in the ballpark. <laughs> and I learned a lot of like, you know, there's so many people, anybody who's listening or watching that has been in a direct sales company, like knows that probably the direct sales, like PTSD. <laughs> happens because you're taught so many like people are teaching you honestly spammy techniques and I think I even see this too with some business coaches like they are so focused on teaching their strategy or what's worked for them that there isn't a stopping to consider is this authentic and aligned for the person or like let's really think about the receiving end the people who are going to be receiving the connection or like the, the strategy or the tactic that's being used. And, uh, a lot of the baggage that I've had to work through in my own business is releasing all of the, that like little T trauma of not showing up authentically or doing things that I'm like, Oh, like that, this doesn't really feel good, but because someone who's having the success I want is telling me that this is what it takes. I mean, I guess I need to do it. And yeah, so this is just my encouragement for those of you that are joining us that if they're like, if it's kind of like, listen to that, that gut instinct, listen to really what is the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, this may work for someone, 
but it doesn't mean it's meant for you and to really step into that alignment because it's kind Amen, of- Amen, girlfriend. Yeah, it's really <laughs> so much of that stress and overwhelm. And honestly, it's honoring of the Lord, right? Because if we're not being yeah. authentic, that isn't honoring of him. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I love that. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I have Masterpiece Women and then I just helped launch a health and wellness business. And I was coaching a young girl. She just graduated from PBA here in, in South Florida. And she's like, Tina, I want to join because I'm getting married and I want to be a stay-at-home mom, and, but I want to make money. And she just got her degree in business and she did all this research. She goes, I want to be in direct sales. I'm like, okay. And this is something kind of new to me, but it was interesting because I said to her, I said, I was just kind of coaching her this morning about some things. She's just getting started. And I said, do not be spammy and salesy. I was the opposite. I'm like, do not. I'm going to tell you, I'm, don't do it. You have to care about people. And I think too many people get caught up in that, whether it's direct sales or whether it's even coaching. I see it. Like you said, can I tell you I've started and I don't know if this is nice or not nice. I, I do it from a pure heart of like, I start getting those spammy things from all these other direct sales people or coaches. And I just reply back to them. And I say, I don't know who shared with you that that's the best model to build your business. But can I tell you, typically these type texts, I delete. If you want to build a relationship with me and learn who I am and vice versa, and then reach out to me like that, I promise you it's going to work a lot better, you know, mm -hmm. because we just delete them, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's, whether it's social, any other social media. And I will say even LinkedIn, I failed in that area being authentic there for years. Um, not for years, but um, cause I, I've just started this last year, but like for years I used LinkedIn. I have many followers. I have probably, I don't know, 16,000 connections or something because I was in the healthcare industry. And so most of my connections are nurses and doctors and hospitals and so it was very salesy. It's, it was transactional. It was all transactional. Like if I'm building a relationship or getting to know you, it, it was about getting my nurses in your hospital. Are you struggling with nurse, you know, your nurse staffing? And so when I first started doing this in the fall, I was kind of the same way. And I was like, this doesn't work very well this way. And I recognize, and I was talking to one of my leader, um, with the leader above me, who is the top person in the company. And she's like, Tina, she goes, network marketing is not like normal sales. As I said, I know, right? And so I took a class on it because I'm all about learning, learning. And they said, it's just like any other, build a relationship. I'm like, I can do that. That's what I do all the time. And that's how I've always, you know, even in my local, but it is so interesting how people, think that spamming a thousand people and then they don't know why they're not successful I'm like please stop doing that guys so yes hundred percent a hundred percent yes and then they and yeah and then yeah i i think i know where you were at i won't but it was right because that or they will post the same recipes two thousand times and you're like what makes you think i want to see your recipe i'd rather see your grandkids or your you know, like, where's your fun vacations, you know? So anyway, we teach all that. We actually were just talking about all this funny. We do our coaching call for Masterpiece Women. And we just had it a few minutes ago. And we were talking about all this stuff. Um, we have several coaches and they're building their businesses. And they're saying, 
you know, how people had said to do it this way and this way and this way. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell you, people want to be in authentic relationships. They don't want to be sold to. They like to work with people they like, they trust, right? And they know. And so be authentic in who you are. And um, we're actually in our Masterpiece Women um, community this fall, we're actually going to, I'm, I'm getting certified to do the Cialdini, Dr. Cialdini's um, influence and um, persuasion program. And so we're going to be navigating through that. So we were talking about that today, how, you know, it's one of the key things he says to really be persuasive, you have to, you have to be sincere and do it with integrity, integrity, integrity. So anyway, I could go on that. I'm very passionate about that because it's one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> And it doesn't really add value. And then I feel bad for people that are taught that way because then they don't know why they're not succeeding. So, yeah. I just had Great this point. Yeah, I just had this image of like, what if Jesus, like every time you approach someone, saw them as a transaction, like, whoop, like I brought one into the kingdom and just, you know, like kind of, I don't know. Exactly, just, right? Like, hey, um, do you know do you know who I am? No. Well, let me tell you. Okay, good. Click. I got one more on the scale. Like, <laughs> no, it would not have worked. He was relational. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and you know what? If we're going to make an impact, which is why we're on this planet, if we are going to make an impact for Christ, we have to be Christ-like. And we yeah. have to know whose we are, who we are, and behave like him. <laughs> so he didn't do transactions. He loved, he cared. He really cared about people, what was important to them. So, and if we know what people's, you know, pain points are and really because we care about them, then we're actually going to be able to sell to them more anyway. We're going to be able to, you know, help them because we have something that can actually help them. So it just, yeah, it's a great point. Anyway, that's one of my passion points. So it's funny that you said that. I love that. So, all right, ladies. Well, I know we've got to close this up. It's been great having you, Andrea. And Andrea, we're going to put your website and everything down below. I know you have a great program. It's called, say it again, because I love the name of it. Yeah, The Business Detox. The and Business Detox. There, I have a free quiz that goes with that, that can show you which of your five business pillars is actually creating the most stress for you and could use a detox first. Love it. So we'll put that down below our podcast. And I appreciate you coming today and being with us and I am so excited to have you ladies. Don't forget, we have the retreat coming up November 3rd, and it is going to be amazing. We're going to be at the water and a great resort um, at the Marriott. In, uh, I was going to almost said Singer Island, but it's not Singer Island, but it's up there. And I just suddenly had a, a blonde moment of where it's at, actually, but I'll tell you. It's on our website. Go to the website. Check out our retreat. <laughs> I'm in Mimi mode this summer, ladies. So sorry, but uh, anyway, have a great day, ladies.